Welcome to Wandering Fathers. I'm Carl Fansteel. And I'm Elliot Fansteel, Carl's father. We uh, are here on a beautiful Tuesday morning at the Thought Shack studio. French press of coffee, dog on the floor. It's a good day. We came off a long weekend of partying, which was nice. Um, why French press? I think you were the one who brought this into our life. Um, well, first of all, I think it makes better coffee. Second, it just feels like it ought to because of the work you go through, as opposed to decaf crystals. You know, you just throw in a cup. But um, I have a couple of these at home. I've broken a fair number of them too. <laughs> Are you grinding your own? Or are you I, I, I grind my own generally. Yeah. But uh, Cindy goes shopping and buys me the pre-ground stuff. She's into Dunkin' Donuts ground coffee which to me has got to be just plastic or something this show not sponsored by dunkin donuts (laughs) never will be sorry i just uh we've been too close to good coffee for so long have you always been a a A presser make your own presser i started drinking coffee and heavily um when did i start wow the restaurant industry Panera, remember? You would take me to work. I was I was the 5 a.m. shift. I remember. And I would proof bagels, and you'd sit there and drink coffee. And I was the barista, and that's where I learned to, like, drink coffee because we'd bang down four or five espressos over the course of the morning and, of course, be nursing. I think they had that hazelnut roast, which I'm not much for flavored coffees, but Panera's hazelnut coffee at the end of the day holds it, something special. It's still what I do every Saturday morning when I go there with the guys. Yeah. But I, I learned French press at La Madeleine. Okay. Because they had exactly those French presses, the small ones. I, is La Madeleine a big enough chain that people know what it is? They know about it? I don't know, but it's got the French theme. And the one I went to used to have a big water wheel. Yeah. Which apparently leaked and they got rid of it eventually. It was cool. I, I remember that it was a distinct part the of that restaurant. The best scrambled eggs I've ever had. They used cream. Clarified butter. Okay. They used ghee. <laughs> yeah, now the... Um, the I just, in the studio here, trying to make it more comfy. And we have a, a Keurig in here now. Which... I don't want to poo-poo the Keurig brand or the idea. I think immediate coffee is a phenomenal idea. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time with the idea of heating a thin plastic cup and then consuming the stuff out of it. Well, I'm sure there's hydrocarbons or something that are working their way into your cells even Micro-plastics. as we speak. Microplastics. Someday you'll wake up and you'll just be a Lego. (laughs) (laughs) Happy little yellow face. I don't have fingers anymore. My hands look like car cup holders. Just don't don't take a don't assume your head won't fall off. (laughs) The Lego things held up surprisingly well over the years as well. Um, The other thing about the French press I super like is that little. Is it called the crema? It's kind of like how espresso has that little bloom. So around the edges, in particular, it's golden. Yeah, it's like a oily foam. Right. And it's it's the authentic part. And when you use paper of any kind it absorbs that and you don't get it. So that's why you have the just the metal screen. Um I had a short soiree where I opened a coffee shop. Do you remember this? Yeah, it's very short. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, I, uh, I I opened as a a fallacy. I piggybacked on somebody else's project. You saved somebody else's <laughs> project. They didn't know how to run the place. Well, we got it open, and uh, we had a really nice time putting this cool little coffee shop slash arts gallery together in my local town. 
shout out to the Oka Mocha crew. Um, they bought into a coffee brand or a coffee brand bought into them, Chesapeake Roasting from down in Annapolis, Maryland. And they have some pretty great beans. I was super happy with the bean and the quality. And I felt strong about the coffee we had there. And that spoiled me because I could drink great coffee literally every day. It was like it was like doing the same Panera job, but 20 years later. I actually met those guys that opened the Chesapeake Coffee Company in the Leadership Maryland program on the Eastern Shore because they're local. Oh, yeah. A Crofton-based, I guess? Yes, yeah. yeah. I doubt that'll be the last time we ever talk about coffee. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> It's one of the few remaining pleasures that I have. Yeah. Well, you needed it after this weekend. We, um, what a weekend. Yeah. So let me let me set the, Please, set the, the picture. My mother is one of 10 Catholic raised family. Surprise. And uh, seven boys, three girls. And over time, you know, families kind of, you know, wander. And, uh, you know, we've lost both of her parents at this point. But she wanted to, you know, do a family reunion picnic, a gathering. Um, she's based, or you're based, Dad, half hour down the road from me in Maryland, and was able to kind of scoop up the other siblings and their families and put together this party. That there's a few that live in Florida, that some that live up in Connecticut. You got one in Tennessee, one in ten, right, Tennessee, and one in New, New York. York. Yeah. Yep. And so, no, no small fee. But she's been obsessing over this for. I don't know, eight months? Yeah, easily. And I mean, when I say obsessing, I mean, she's, we rebuilt the deck on your house. We cut trees down in your backyard, (laughs) threw out half the contents and clutter. Nothing, nothing was allowed to be in the state it was in when we started. It had to all be cleaned and washed and sorted and fixed. And we rebuilt the entire back deck. Then thank you. You came over and you de-jungled the jungle in our backyard. Jumanji. And all of this is not out of vanity or trying to prove anything. This is out of respect. She really wanted to to give her family the party that was enough of uh it was it was familiar. We did so many things that felt like being at my nana's house or your mother in law's house, right? For years and years and years. And we also were shooting for some comforts that maybe we lacked at that very small house that was very packed, right? We had a pretty... 25 people. 25? Yep. It felt bigger. I counted them. I know. There were a bunch of kids, though, so it felt very lively. We did the summer thing. What what summer thing was your favorite? What made it feel the most? Well, like there summer? were pieces of things we used to do with the family. I mean, we had a crab feast, and that's because we always had a crab feast at Nana's once a summer. I think there was associated with birthdays, um, and of course we we still do Christmas and Thanksgiving with some of these people. But this is the first time it was on a non-holiday, and the celebration was about the people that were coming who hadn't all been in the same room at the same time. So all these people came together, and there were family games. It was like a, more like a carnival than, than a holiday celebration. Yeah, so it kicked off with we did the three-legged race, and then we did some egg games. My family has this affinity for breaking eggs. And so we did the egg game where you do a, you do a, a race back and forth holding an egg and a spoon. spoon. Right? Yep. Right. And that, of course, has to turn into how far can you throw an egg to your partner and not have it splatter all over their face. There are still eggshells in the backyard today. I believe it. The deer will get them. And the deer have been back, yes. Yes. And so we did a couple of those games. Right. And we did um, 
crazy t-shirt contest. Oh, that was my favorite part of the day, I think. And there were, by the way, gold medals being given out on ribbons. Oh, the girls love that. So we have uh, four, I'll call them nieces. They're my cousin's kid. They're my, they're my nieces, right? Uh, we had four little girls running around, and then my brother's two even younger boys. And that was actually my favorite part of the day, was watching the girls coddle their little cousins, because they never get to see each other. And they coddled our latest issue from Eric. Yep. The, the two babies went in the um, living room, and the girls sat on the couch. And, I mean, you would have thought these these kids were, like, attached to them at the hip. It's good to see. It's reassuring to see, especially because it's three sets of people, you know, two girls live in North Carolina, two girls live in Florida, two boys live in Pennsylvania. And kids, man, they just come right together. It's phenomenal. It brings me joy to think that that I won't have to do like this matchmaker gig (laughs) too terribly hard in my future. It also ensures that there will be future festivities generally run by these guys who will fondly remember the days when. I will say the girls absolutely dominated and borderline took over karaoke. They we did. did. We did karaoke that night. And Mike, you give them a microphone and they won't stop. I mean, they karaoke till 10, 1030, right? Yeah. And somebody else was there. Um, what was he doing? He was like a, an MC. Uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the guy who was running karaoke? As, that's, that's the one. Yeah. As his father yelled at him from upstairs to turn the music down? I just said about 11 o'clock, like, <laughs> hey, I don't want to have a cross burned on my lawn. By the way, that was perfectly reasonable. Oh, it, it, it got to be a pretty big party. All in all, great success. Family was sort of rejuvenated, the sense of larger family. And then the next day, it's weird. All the siblings got into like sibling cadres and like ran off to their little packs. So I guess mom's team, all the uncles and aunts went over to... Yeah, the old people. <laughs> I was the, trying to be nice about went it. Went to the Silo Inn, which is somewhere Cindy and I go almost weekly. And we all had sort of a brunch kind of thing. There were 13, 14 people there. They all showed up on time and they all sat at the table and acted polite. Good conversation. We, the siblings, uh, all went to my sister's house where they had... Yeah, escaped would be another word. Yeah, piles of Costco pastries and salted meat and Prosecco. And it was great. We sat around in sweat clothes and played Mario Kart and played with James and Nick again. The dogs, there were three dogs running around. Those kids have to go into withdrawal after this weekend of high socialization. Absolutely. I mean, I'm already... There's never a moment when people didn't have their hands on them. I don't think I spoke any words yesterday. I didn't need to speak. <laughs> I was. It was too much for me. Yeah. It was just overwhelming. We're going to take a quick break. It's nice to reflect on those moments. The, uh, they're rare. It'll be the great party of 2022. No questions about it. And we're not going to try to do it every year. Although somebody's already said, when, when are we going to do the next year? Mm-hmm. Let's give it a little rest. Yeah, I about to say, we could do this like a work conferences. We'll do it in Vegas. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that mom needs to be hosting that one more time. I don't know that I can. I think she got it out of her system for a while. Okay. I mean, she'd probably go. I don't think she'd want to run another one. <laughs> so... I have our call to action for the week. 
um, for those who didn't listen to the intro or simply forgot, which is totally reasonable. I almost forgot. We're not going to have a party every weekend. So we have to have something that we can do over the course of the week to keep us engaged with each other and the family and uh, have a little task that we can talk about. There is a place down the road from us that we've met at for breakfast a few times. And they do this thing where they take a muffin and they cut the muffin in half and they butter it. And then they grill it hard on a flat griddle top. You know what I'm talking about. You're the one who introduced this to me. And the ideal muffin for this preparation, in my personal opinion, is not the banana. That's not the blueberry. That is a very close contender. It is the carrot muffin. Absolutely. With the raisins. It's almost like sugar. It is sugar. I'm positive it's six kinds of sugar packaged (laughs) into a healthy-looking brown ball. And then... And absolutely mistreated after that. I found what I think to be the perfect carrot raisin muffin recipe. So my challenge to us this week is don't bake one. Bake at least two batches. And let's figure out how to make that perfect carrot muffin. The perfect carrot muffin. This seems so stupid. But honestly, I can think of many reasons this will enhance our lives. Well, Cindy is... um... Also loves carrot. She made a carrot cake because one of the birthdays was going to, the person's favorite thing was carrot cake. So in the dining room, there were three cakes. One of them was carrot cake. And so we've been eating carrot cake now for all week. And uh, you just can't go wrong. And all you do is strip some icing off it, put it on the grill, and you're there. Don't you shortchange my muffin recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for instance, the golden raisin. Yes. Now, this is an important ingredient. It's underappreciated by most. Uh, fun and terrifying fact. Did you know a single raisin can kill a dog? If they choke on it? No. If they just consume it. Something very concentrated in a raisin, it's a toxin. And a single raisin can kill a dog. Yeah, but what a way to go. Ugh. On a raisin? No way. I can in, think of a million other in ways. ecstasy. <laughs> mm, great raisin. I don't know that liver failure <laughs> or kidney failure. I know yeah. chocolate. I know about chocolate, but not raisins. Well, I found this out because I dropped a chocolate-covered raisin, oh, a God. double death punch. Oh, a double death punch. On the floor and couldn't find it. And now you know And why. I freaked out. And I was afraid of the chocolate. And Toby's sitting there looking tired. And it's enough to scare any grown man with his little dog. And then Kate comes in and Googles, Kate, my wife, comes in and Googles, you know, our chocolate-covered raisin's going to kill my dog. And we find out that the raisin's the worst part of it. And then we double freak out. We pick the couch up, take it out of the room, and I find the thing. And it's laying in my air conditioning vent (laughs) behind the couch. So anyway... (laughs) <laughs> um, sorry to derail, but no, the golden raisin is a phenomenal. Well, I think tool. we can just make it official and adopt it as the official muffin of this broadcast. It is. Um, we are sponsored by the carrot muffin. <laughs> so the goal is super simple. Ready? And I think I think I'm, I think I'm going to make some lifestyle changes for this one. I think I'm going to purchase some items for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I am not going to use a standard size uh, muffin tin. I'm going to go get one of those big-ass muffin tins. You know, the one that only makes six ginormous muffins? I feel like that's the Do you overfill way. it so it becomes like a mushroom cap on Oh, yeah. Top? Yeah, you need the plume. No one wants but the But you got to get it out without breaking that cap. There are tactics. 
and I'm oh. think we're gonna have to try them this week. Okay. You saw that Seinfeld episode, top of the muffin to you. You know the muffin tops. No. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna. Does send your you the baker link. up the street do these? Uh, I haven't talked to Kristen mm. about it, but I might actually use her as a as a reference for this. I would be happy to participate in this. Well, you don't have a choice. It's part of our podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's in my contract. <laughs> it's in your contract. So I am going to email you what I think is the forerunner. The idea is we'll make it a verbatim one time. You've got mom. I've got Kate. We have some taste testers. We see what we need to do, and then we can make some edits. We can talk about it midweek. I'm probably going to start this project tonight or tomorrow morning, personally. Sounds great. Because I intend to go through three batches. But... If we can walk out of this and have one damn good muffin, muffin, yes, right between us, think about what this does. When you go to parties, you've got your trick, brunches especially, right? True. I got the muffins. And who doesn't like it? Yep. Two, muffins are traditionally pretty non-fussy. They're not well, hard to make. Do you, do you ice them or not? No, you do not. No. Otherwise, it's a cupcake. And anybody out you're right. there, you're right. you can find this. And you can't griddle it. Absolutely. At Wandering Fathers, let us know. Is the muffin and the cupcake is the only thing that separates the two icing? Weigh in on this. That's your challenge. In the meantime, we're going to attempt to make these carrot muffins to the best of our ability. We will report back on our next episode. Now, we like to close on this question. And my dad walks in today and goes, I hate my question. <laughs> Sorry to rat you out, man. It's all right. Should I say what the question was? What, what, what it was. All right, what it was was what gets you up in the morning? Sort of the mission purpose kind of a thing. And the more I thought about it, the, the, just this, the sweeter and yuckier it got. Like, you know, you can't, you can't not use some kind of a just general half-truth that you could stitch on a pillow. Motivational poster. <laughs> exactly. That's what it became. And I mean, there's plenty of reasons I get up in the morning, but um, I, I don't think there's a reason, and I don't think that it lasts very long. I mean, it could be for today, but not tomorrow. Anyway, so I abandoned that altogether. Yeah. And I thought, what could I talk about, especially in this sort of unscripted environment that has meaning? It's not a resolved issue. It's hanging out there still. But uh, for me, that became... Uh, I had an, a strange incident this week. I almost hesitate to, to speak about it because it'll cement it in life. But I've been slowly losing portions of my memory. Uh, I didn't realize it. I mean, I knew it occasionally. I'd go, oh, no, I know. That's not true. But then this week, my wife actually sat me down last night at dinner and says, I need to talk to you. Now, you know, wives don't say that unless they think you've been messing around with somebody or they have been messing around with somebody or something cataclysmic is about to happen. And I didn't know what any of those were going to be. But she explained to me what I honestly didn't know. I know I've forgotten things occasionally, directions or what time are we going to the store today, that kind of stuff. Anyway, I, uh, I had to give in and say, okay, this morning, Cindy calls our doctor. And she says, I think Elliot's, she didn't say a screw loose, but I'm a very smart doctor. And she heard, I think, between the lines. And Cindy had by that time discovered that a new medication that I've been on since last March when I went in the hospital briefly, they had doubled the dose, has as one of its you know, major symptoms uh, memory loss. So she was already suspicious of the number of pills. I was taking two instead of one. 
And so she says, could it be this? And the doctor looked it up, and yes, it was in the top five symptoms. So because both of us are desperate to avoid the other conclusion, which is he's getting dementia, uh, we agreed that we will simply crank back on that. I will go in for a, also blood pressure could have something to do with it. So this is a new reality I'm dealing with, and it's not a happy one. I don't like the thought that you know I might wake up and say, who's this guy I'm talking to on a you know, microphone in the studio? That'd be a hell of a podcast. <laughs> well, I'll, when we get to that one, you're going to have to MC. You ask the questions. And if I can remember your name, I'll answer them. Fair enough. Well, my question to you is what question does it leave you with? Actually, there have been several that have come up rather quickly. I'm almost too scary. I imagine they're rapid. Well, what do I need to do before I forget that I can do it or want it? Ooh. Oh, my God. I mean, there's, I certainly haven't done everything in life. I, don't, I, I will say I've had a good enough life that if I got hit by the proverbial car tomorrow, I would say I lived a good life and I don't regret anything. At 72, it's a little premature to what I thought I'd be getting to. So... I don't know. I'm still toying with that one. I'm not sure it matters if I answer it or not, because I don't think I'm going to change what I'm doing. Although this podcast is a perfect example, because three weeks ago, this wasn't even in the in the atmosphere. And here we are. And I had a great time last time. I have a great time every time we do this. And I, the best thing about it is that it's raw. It's popping up as we speak. And that, that to me, is a a blessing. Yeah. Fueled by the moment and truth. Something and coffee, that, too. And a lot of coffee. Not sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. So how does it feel to hear that your dad might be going dementia? Yeah, that was weird. Um, I didn't believe it. Not the dementia. I didn't... I believe that the faux pas existed. I have not in a million years believe that that will be the thing that goes in you. You're too eloquent, too quick, too sharp, too <laughs> well-spoken. You know. And if that's the case and you want to blurt out some nonsense 3% of the time, so be it. I'll take the other 97, too. <laughs> That's a strong A. Well, I, I've got to deal with Cindy now. When it happens, because I disputed that it happened 30 times in the last month. I warned her that would happen. So I said, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Every time you hear it, we're going to write it on the calendar of the refrigerator. Yeah. There will be a record of it. And then we will talk after a month about how many times it happens in a month. Because I would say it's two or three. And it's often related to things like, what did I say we were going to do when we went shopping? I don't remember. Yeah. I, that's been my whole life. That's me on a Tuesday, man. Well, exactly. Exactly. I, I claim the right to be less dependable on those things than she is. Well, I want to know if there's things you need to know that I should quickly figure out before my mind goes. That'll be the question for the week, huh? <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't think you're going down in a week. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. Well, thank you guys for stopping by and checking out this podcast, Wandering Fathers, right here at Thought Shack Studio, recorded live in Maryland. We will see you next week, or at least hopefully speak to you next week, uh, with muffins in hand. Oh, good. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>